Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. It has been a week of gorgeous weather in the high 70s, cooler temps, lower humidity. What a week, this week of July 25th, 2019. It's been just a nice slow summer's week. And yet I feel like I've been able to maximize my time and do some really cool things. Overall, I've been taking more time to you know, take 10-15 minutes after work if I can on a good day, sit out on the little patio in the backyard overlooking the fairy gardens, and everything is maturing so well. There's a perennial bed behind the fairy gardens, and I have all of the things seem to be blooming right now are yellow. I have coreopsis, the primroses are finishing up, some of my hybrid daylilies are blooming, and then the orange traditional daylilies are blooming. The sedum, the purple sedum is really tall and it has pink flowers and they're getting ready to bud. And the little tiny mini sedum is now blooming in the pinks. So overall, everything is filled in and looks wonderful. And it's the perfect place on a summer's day to just relax after work, listen to nature and some cars drive by. But overall, um, nice to just kind of unwind after work. I usually play a video game or read a part of my book. I am reading um, Gretchen Rubin's Outer Order, Inner Calm. I'm about halfway there. I've also been listening to a couple of audiobooks and I've finished those up and they were self-help books. I'm kind of done with self-help books. I'm going to look for something that's interesting on our Libby with the overdrive. So I'm that's our library's audiobook. I'm doing better listening to audiobooks than reading. Why do you ask? Well, if you remember, I have a middle ear disorder and sometimes just reading so much at work on a computer, reading a book with all the left to right movement in my eyes can trigger um, some vertigo and I've had some spells. It's not been a great year 2019 for vertigo. I've had a lot more of the spells and I can't figure out why. Um, Just sometimes it's the pollen and allergies and it is what it is. I've lived with this my whole life and it's just annoying. Um, Overall, I'm feeling good and trying to keep busy and keep eating healthy foods. I've tried a couple instant pot recipes, um, beef tips, um, over potatoes. That was really good. And I've done some chicken and rice dishes. So if you have any good instant pot dishes, let me know in the comments because I'm always looking to try something new. So overall, I have done a lot of quilting things and I've done a lot of other crafts and I've done um, some yarn things and a lot of online tutorials. And you may say, do you have quilting ADD or ADHD? And I say, maybe, (laughs) but wait, let me tell you what's up. Well, you know, in the spring I bought this Cricut Maker and I have been 
doing some online tutorials and I've been doing some little classes here and there, going through YouTube, looking for all kinds of videos just to try to learn the software. They call it the design space, that's Cricut software. And I think I have some of the basics figured out. So to practice those lessons, you do things like I cut out a paper peony out of cardstock, just white. Mm, it's really pretty. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do with that? I should do something fun with it. And when I was shopping, uh, I found a plaque. It's painted with chalkboard flat black paint. It has a little um, twine rope for hanging and I thought it was perfect to put this peony on. The peony is three-dimensional off the board and there's just about two inches below it on this 10 inch wide um, plaque that I was able to take a little survey on Instagram as well as my Facebook group, My Creative Corner 3. And I think Kristen Esser of Simple Handmade Every Day had the best idea. There were lots of people who said things like, joy, peace, serenity, purity. Um, but Kristen said bloom. And I thought, bloom, that sounds great. Because then if the flower gets wrecked, or it gets too dusty, or I want to change it with the seasons, I can do that. So I taped the paper flower on and then I use my vinyl stickers you know you cut it out on the Cricut and it's sticky on the back and it worked the transfer tape I've decided is a little too sticky I got the um, heavy transfer tape uh, heavily sticky I think the next time I buy some it's going to be a little lighter or I'm going to try using packing tape but it stuck very well to this plaque and I didn't have any problems and it looks great. I used white vinyl on the black chalkboard paint with the white flower. I think it looks pretty dramatic and I think that it's going to go to work. You know the things that are happening at work where I might get shuffled to an office down the hallway and if that's the case I'm going to hang up more stuff and get rid of some other things that have been there a long time. Start fresh. And this would be cute. I think it might even go on the door. We'll find out. So I made a paper flower. Then the other thing I made was a another hexagon. Actually, I think two this week for my temperature quilt. It is up to week 18. And each hexagon is shaped in a flower like a grandmother's flower garden. And the color is chosen for the high temperature this week. And I am not going to put them together in exact order because I'm finding all of January, February, March is deep blue. Now we're into reds and then it's going to dive into blue again. So <laughs> I'm just making them and I'm going to randomly put the weeks in each flower. I'm still trying to figure out how to do a layout and I think I've got some good ideas. But overall, I got really hot a couple days ago because it was super hot and I dug into the bottom of the prepped bags, their little Ziploc bags with my seven hexagons and I found a blue one and I thought, if I'm going to be so hot, why don't I remind myself how cold it really is here and work on a cold temperature hexagon and I think it made me feel cooler. If you drink hot tea and you work on something that's supposed to be cold, I think it makes you cooler because it's all in your head, <laughs> the attitude about how you react to it anyway. 
So I've learned how to cut paper and make flowers. That's a separate skill from learning how to do um, vinyl, which I feel like I've got that down, but I also learned some things in the design space on how to customize fonts, how to hook letters together, how to ungroup them, how to attach them. There's a lot of terms and a lot of things you have to learn to make the program work for you. It's really no different than learning how to run electric quilter, um, electric quilt. You know, I always call it quilter. I don't know why I do that. Electric quilt. You know, there's a lot of things that the program is capable of doing, but until you practice it and you try it, you just don't even know the full capability of the programming and the machine uh, that I have for Cricut. And Electric Quilt, it's like the more I use it, the more I'm like, are you kidding me? I had no idea I could do this. And I should be taking more um, lessons. I should look online for that too, because I, I need to learn more. I love learning. I love the challenge. And always learning something makes me feel like I'm always moving forward and not stagnating. So I use the Cricut to cut out my hexagon pieces also. So that was a paper cutting skill that I learned. And I learned um, how to customize uh, some of the templates that are in the design space. Um, I do pay a monthly fee to have access to thousands of um, different types of patterns and templates. But you know, there's a lot of free ones out there too, and you can combine them. And I want to learn the next step, which is designing some of my own things. And that's going to take time. But overall, it's it's really been a lot of fun. I keep learning and I'm learning how to switch out the different cutting tools. And I'm learning what the different colored mats are for. Now I'm going to learn how to clean up my mat. I got fuzz stuck all over one from when I cut out all those felt circles. Um, so I'm very excited because today I had some time and I put the rotary cutting blade in the Cricut Maker and that's what makes it special compared to some of the other Cricuts is that it has a rotary cutting blade that you can use and I cut out fabric after I learned how to do all the things in the design space. I made the squares and half square triangles needed to cut out a eight pointed star. So each unit is, you know, each patch is three and a half inches. And today I cut them all out and I sewed the half square triangles together. I have to tell you, I'm very excited. I am not going to jump ship and not quilt again. And I don't have quilters ADHD. I don't think I'm working on specific projects to learn skills and to keep moving forward. And I really want to use the maker to cut my fabric out because even in the summer, my hands are swollen and the joints are just throbbing and using a rotary cutting blade and other things that I do for quilting is very painful. And I think if I can eliminate a lot of pressure on the joints in my fingers, things like um, hand sewing and crocheting and stuff like that it keeps the dexterity and the flexibility going, but I'm not putting all the pressure, like using a ruler and pressing down with my hand so it doesn't slip and using a rotary cutting blade. Also, um, the safety factor here. I am terrified of cutting my finger and I have been very, very cautious, but you know, I think the maker is 
a good alternative for people who have limitations with either the feeling in your hands, like from diabetes, or if you have arthritis in your hands, um, it's great because you can customize the size and you don't have to buy dies. That's why I didn't buy a die cutting machine a long time ago because then I have to have a collection of another pile of stuff. This is all you need is a computer that can do the program. You can size everything up or down and make on the fly adjustment. So I'm very, very happy with it. And I'm very excited about it. If you can't tell, I feel like um, for this uh, woman in her 50s, I'm keeping up with technology. And I am really excited because I can do this. Anybody can do this. If I can, it's really not hard. You just have to dedicate a little bit of time every day to do practice the lesson, learn a lesson, and then let it sit and get it us the skill learned and then you move on it's no different than quilting or learning how to play a musical instrument so that's what i'm doing so if you see my instagram feed or um, when you go look at the show notes you're like man she's all over the place not really it really is a process of learning things so that i can continue to meet my goals which is to take my New Beginnings sampler quilt that was a free um, quilt along a couple of years ago. I've taken it down um, and I've decided that what I want to do is design it so that you can put it in the Cricut in the design space and have it cut out. And you could do any size you want then, right? You could do six inch blocks, you could nine, 10, 12 inch, whatever works for you. So I'm practicing that. That is my goal is to import that into the design space from the notes that I had from the pattern I wrote before and see what if I can actually make it work. Now, the other thing I've been doing is I have become a paper piecing queen. Now, what I love about paper piecing is I don't have to cut the skinny strips super accurately for like the raffia quilt, that 72 paper piece blocks. I'm not even halfway through that one. And I am doing the kinship sampler by Gnome Angel, which is the hashtag 100 blocks in 100 days on Instagram. And I've done two blocks so far. Don't laugh. I know. Why did you sign up for it? I love this quilt. And I want to be part of the 100 blocks in 100 days. And I am supporting Angie and Fat Quarter Shop is the sponsor. And we are putting out a couple of blocks a month and I'm I'm really excited because I do want to do all of the blocks and I've done two skinny rectangular shaped blocks and I think the next couple I'm going to do are square ones and then she has this unique way uh, a couple different layout options where you can mix them up and it really makes a really interesting and unique looking quilt I love it so I did the two of those paper pieced. I'm also working on a paper pieced project that I can't talk about except that it will be out in September and you'll be able to see what I've been working on so diligently and then I'm probably going to move on to some other fun and paper piece things. It's just been so much fun. I, I've forgotten how much paper piecing um, it just really love that sharp seam and points that you can get and I love that you don't have to be super accurate and I can use scissors to cut out the large patches and then at the end when you're squaring up the block I do use a rotary cutter 
So that's been a lot of my sewing has been doing foundation paper piecing. I still take my time in the evening to watch my shows and I've been doing the same thing with the crocheting. I'm about one third of the way through the We Are Knitters cotton yarn um, and I altered the pattern. Of course, can I ever follow a pattern? No. And it's blue and cream and it's the blue are squares and it's a tapestry stitch with single crochet. It's so much fun. I've kind of been bitten by the bug on this and I may make another project with some of the other yarn that I have here in the house. Yes, I have a little tiny yarn stash and I may make a couple of other projects. This tapestry stitch is super cool because you don't see the yarn that you're carrying behind your stitches. It's hidden within your crochet stitches. And the um, B hexagons, I'm waiting for that to come back. I sent mine off on time and they made it. The other thing that got mailed off on time and it made it after several attempts of me watching the tracking on the United States Postal Service is my quilt made it to Paducah and then from Paducah it's going to go to AQS Grand Rapids and that will be in August that I'm going to go to the show and I'm, I'm super excited. I spent a lot of time putting that hanging sleeve on and the label and man that's that's a lot of work and it's a lot of stress on my fingers. I don't like doing it um, but I always wait to the last minute to put a hanging sleeve on a quilt because I don't like doing it. I have also loaded a customer quilt on the frame and it is a patriotic quilts of valor type of quilt and I'm just doing all over swirls on it and I really 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 like swirls and I think that after doing a couple of custom quilts it's just so zen to work on the swirls but I'm gearing up to the couple of quilts that are mine. I'm thinking my mom's going to come up at some point this summer and work on some of her quilts and that's super cool. Then um, I will take a break from long arming. Now I also have some lavender that was given to me that is really long in the stems and they're blooming beautifully right now. So I cut a bunch off and about I think 20 or 25 flowers with the long stems of lavender and I'm letting them dry a little bit letting the the blooms shrink down a little and I'm gonna go to the store and buy one quarter inch um, shiny silk silky ribbon polyester of course but not the grow grain um, that doesn't weave very well but I want to weave uh, at least one lavender wand it's been a long time since I've done it because my Lavender has been short and stubby in the stems and you really need long stems. Um, my lavender didn't do very well over the winter and I have a couple of tiny little pieces of the, the big bush that survived and it's probably about the size of my hand. Two tiny ones and I was given a very mature and thriving lavender and it's really a beautiful dark purple. So hopefully between the three of them next year I'll have even more long lavender pieces and I can weave them. I'm going to try to do that and probably the weekend. I think you should let them dry for probably five days or so. You don't want them to get brittle and get too uh, the sticks too dried out but I've already folded them over while they were pliable and I tied 
them. You put the flower heads in the middle and then you tie a knot with your ribbon and I just used what I had on hand and then I bent it over the top of the flower heads and then tied it in you know wrapped a ribbon around it a little bit there to keep it in that shape so that I can get the proper size ribbon and let the flower head shrink down and then I'm going to weave it into a wand and then you just tie it and I'm going to put a bow on it and make it super cute and then you can either put it in a drawer or you can put it on a shelf and it smells really good because lavender is a very very pungent flower and I also did a little video talking about the bloom plaque that I did and showing the um, hexagon quilt that I was working on as well as the progress made on the crochet. Now I'm really, really in my um, maker's ADHD trying to not cast on a project on knitting needles because as I'm going through I'm like I've got the kinship because that's one and then I've got the raffia that's two I'm working on this secret project that's three and then I've got the um knitting the crocheting that's four and then I've got you know I did a lesson on the cricket that's five can six at once isn't really that much is it is it too much no it can't be so I have two oversized chunky yarn and I think I have found a pattern for a shawl so I'm trying to hold off until I'm caught up on long arming and then if I have a little break into action I may cast on a shawl I don't think I'm going to make it though. I'll probably talk next week about casting on a new project because I really like knitting and crocheting in the evening while we're watching our shows on YouTube. But the other exciting thing, people, did you know next week is Shark Week on the Discovery Channel? And Nat Geo did a week of their own Shark Festival. I have done Shark Week since the inception of this and I love Shark Week. And um, I love science shows and nature shows and it's, it's it's fun. So Net Geo's was, was really good. So I'm really hoping that Shark Week on Discovery Channel isn't a letdown because Net Geo did a nice job. I also am kind of in that mode in the summer waiting for some of the shows that I like to have another season. And I do enjoy um, Josh Gates' um, Expedition Unknown. There are a lot of reruns of that right now. And waiting for him to get some new shows he usually travels around the world and talks about some unsolved mystery or archaeology and yeah I like that kind of stuff I have to say I've been trying two products that I really really like and I haven't talked much about them and one is Sulky has um, some paper it's called Paper Solvy, S-O-L-V-Y. And you can use it to print your paper piecing pattern on it. And then you can pull it off at the end. And if there's any shreds left, it says it's supposed to come off with water. And it is very similar to the product that I bought and haven't used yet for embroidery. And I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm giving it a you know it's really easy the testing so far has just been I printed it out the ink didn't smear all over it dried really well from my 
my printer and it's thin so you can sew through it very easily and it seems to come off um, tear apart pretty easily so maybe I won't have to soak it don't really want to soak the blocks too much um, before I put them all together but that's been a great product and I would have to say um, if you have any experience with using this paper for foundation paper piecing let me know and tell me how um, the soaking and getting it wet to pull the other pieces of paper off went I haven't tried it yet and I'm kind of scared to because sometimes I like to use really high contrast fabric like reds pinks purples and blues with a white background and I'm a little afraid that it will bleed because it's not going to be in with in the wash with the color catcher the other product that I've been using, and I absolutely love it, is so tight. Now, they're magnets, so you have to be careful that pets, small children, electronic equipment, I don't know how it would behave if it, the magnets got stuck on your um, computer electronic equipment like your phone, but so tights are great. They have a nice little plastic cover on one side and there are two magnets. So it holds your pieces together and I'm using it mostly for my English paper piecing. Um, I have tried it with foundation paper piecing and it works pretty well. I just tend to not pin when I do that. Um, it's great. It also keeps the needle right there because it's magnetic so it can be a little needle keeper and I don't have pins and all over the place poking my fingers. So so tight, they're relatively inexpensive and they come in several shapes. I'm looking here, yep, there's little purple ones that are about an inch and a half long. They're pretty thin, like maybe a half inch wide. Then there's the teal ones, which are longer. They're more like two inches. And then the little dots, the orange dots, um, love them. So I think if you do a lot of handwork or if you're doing English paper piecing with I use cardstock in mine and it's hard to pin those pieces together so the magnets work fantastically. So that's what I've been up to and I have to say that um, maybe I do have a little ADHD. I did have ADHD as a kid. I love having um, a few things going on you know that I work on and I do it on a routine but in the summer, I just sometimes when you're in the house a lot, it's no different than when you're cooped up in the wintertime. And I feel like I really want to get a whole bunch of stuff going and have a whole bunch of different things going on so I don't get bored and try new things like the cricket that I'm obsessed with right now. You know, last year I was obsessed with something else and I can't even remember what I was doing last year at this time. But overall, it's been a great summer because if it's too hot I stay in the house in my air conditioning and if it's nice out I try to get outside and work in the garden and walk around the yard and do a little bit of walking in the community but it's been beautiful. Um, we have not been to any Highland Games since um, the end of June because my husband injured his knee. Now I want to give you a report on that. You know, maybe part of my ADHD <laughs> for my crafting and making is because I had some concern about how serious the injury may be or may not be. You know, he was off work a week and a half. But the good news is so far um, he's back to work and it's not any worse than it's been 
Um, it's better than what it was after the acute injury. And then he has some chronic things that are still going on. He has follow-up in August with an orthopedic doctor. And the good news is that he's just staying off it and we're home and relaxing more. And he seems to be doing very well. So I appreciate all of the um, comments and concerns and well wishes that I got from listeners. But maybe that's part of it. Because, you know, part of creating is achieving balance and zen and when I'm stressed I like to make things and maybe each new problem has each new pro you know project that I'm working on oh yeah so overall um you know I think it's okay to have multiple things going especially when you balance it with long-term products like English paper piecing with almost instant gratification projects like um, cutting things out with the Cricut. Um, paper flowers are super fun. They're a little, you know, a little labor intensive, but they're not horrible. But I think the next project I want to make, so I'm going to give you a sneak peek ahead in my um, plans, is I want to buy some green cardstocks, different colors, green with a little bit of um, ink used for rubber stamping, you know, on the pads, maybe a purple, and make a little tiny succulents and then put them in some of the glass that I didn't need for my garden totems that did get finished and are out in my yard. You can see them on Instagram or my Facebook page. The glue held up and needed to solidify a little bit, but I thought I have a cute little, some cups and little ice cream container that, you know, they're like old-fashioned fluted edge cups, you know, ice cream cups, but they're really too small to put real ice cream in it. I mean, I even get ice cream. It doesn't even hold one scoop. They're more decorative than anything. So I thought, wouldn't that be cute to make them into like little paper succulent containers? Um, I have, I think, um, enough real plants in my windows for now and they're seeming to grow quite well. I'm still losing on the philodendron score, both the um, variegated kind and the green kind. They're not they're not doing well. So I may, <laughs> I'm still holding out for if I can get a little bit more knowledge, practice and keep some of the plants alive. I want to get a um, Swiss cheese leafed plant. I think they're called a mon, I don't remember now, mon, monastera, something like that. So going back to the ADHD, yeah, I probably have a little bit of it, but at the same time, if you can discipline yourself enough to keep a balance of how many whips you have going, works in progress, so that they don't become UFOs, I think you're doing great. I think a manageable number for me is about five or six. I don't want to get more than that. And it starts to nag in the back of my brain that I'm not finishing things and I am a finisher. So the good news is I'm really almost caught up on all of the quilts to be quilted in my stack. I only have a couple of small quilts of my own. And um, I don't have any knitting projects going right now. I, so... I'm okay with starting another one. And I have times of day and certain activities that I connect with doing certain types of um, crafting and handwork and quilting. So I think, you know, whatever works for you, that's how it works for me. 
And I can actually pay attention more when I'm doing something like handwork to say a television show. Um, yeah, you have to take breaks and it's a little slower because I'm watching the show at the same time. But if I'm just sitting there watching a show, I will probably fall asleep or get bored. Um, same thing at work. Like if I'm in a meeting, I like to draw and doodle, practice different um, quilting stitches and do Zentangle. So I think that's almost an instant gratification project. And just budget your time, budget the resources. Now, the one thing that when I get excited about a new project, new craft, is I don't want to amass too much of a stash of things that I won't use uh, right away. So I'm trying to avoid buying a whole bunch of different colored card stocks. I want to work on a couple of other skills because I bought stencil paper, up st sticker sticky stuff I about used up the vinyl and I have some paint so I want to try some stenciling projects with the Cricut next as a skill to learn and then I'm going to buy the cardstock a little bit later on and I have glue gun and glue sticks so I will be ready to go so let me know what you're uh, working on. Are you learning any new skills? Do you get um, the dog days of summer get you on a creative and quilty ADHD? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I do have a block of the month that I'm buying, but I am not going to start sewing it until the winter when I'm ready to do uh, that kind of a project. And I want to finish up the two piecing projects I have going on now. So, you know, tell me, how do you cope with wanting to start lots of things? Or are you a person who do, you do start lots of things and are you able to finish them? I, I get worried that I get too many things going and then I won't finish them. But that's not usually been the case. I've only had one or two long-term UFOs. So anyway, you have a great week and quilt on, everyone. <laughs>